Yes, yes. This is Jordan Martins streaming from my screen to yours. You're tuned to the Screens Around podcast where we discuss screens, tech, how we interact with it, internet culture, and rhymes, art, music, the things that inspire us. This is a space for us to share our stories through screens. And today I'll be sharing my own personal story along with Electra of Respect the Artist. She's a black and Filipina girl boss who runs a dope platform that helps visual artists grow. In the second segment, I'll be talking with Electra about creativity, growth mindset, and helping artists overcome limitations. There's plenty of gems dropped, so definitely tap in. If you like what you're hearing, share it on social. Hit me at at Jordan underscore Martins on all platforms. Let's go. Or, you know, I was hoping this would be informative. Yes, yes. This is Jordan Martins. Welcome to the Screens Arounds podcast, episode six. For those tuned in for the first time, if you don't know me, my name is Jordan Martins. I'm an artist, entrepreneur, and change agent, and I share stories between screens using digital media, and I'm interested in the intersection between art, technology, and education. So I'm super excited for this episode today, so I get a chance to talk to Electra and really give a lot of thoughts about growth mindset. So I actually really want to open And just talk about the idea of growth mindset because we reference it a lot in our interview. So I do workshops and courses called Mind Right, Money Right that are built around financial literacy, things like entrepreneurship, college access, things like that. And growth mindset is something I really work on, particularly when I'm dealing with teenagers. I'm working with a high school partner in Boston, and I spent a lot of time delving into growth mindset. And we did a couple classes on it. So I'm just going to give you some highlights but one of the reasons why I'm big on it is Boston Celtics all-star Jalen Brown. I'm a big Celtics fan. I have a photo with him and Jason Tatum in my office. But he's really big on the idea of growth mindset. And he actually gave a TED Talk on the topic and about how it applied to his own personal story. His Twitter handle is actually FCHWPO. Faith, consistency, hard work pays off. So I've always been really big. On Jalen Brown, and I said he was going to get to the all-star level. A lot of people have doubted him basically his whole life, and he's been able to, you know, excel. So I'm not surprised that he's having the season that he's having this year, that he is actually an all-star. He's averaging career highs because he bets on himself, and he always believes in his ability to improve, and he's been big on growth mindset since he was a teenager? When I was 16 years old, I started being recruited heavily um, by colleges um, and potentially by the NBA at the age of 16, 17. Um, by the time I turned 17, 18, like I can go to any college that I wanted to in the world. Like Jalen, um, you were number one, number two player in the country. Like why in the hell did you go to Cal? Like yeah. what, what, is, what was it about Berkeley? The energy and the atmosphere that was surrounded Cal, like the, the fight, the, the protest, the, the, the liberalness, everything that Cal um, sort of embodied and Berkeley started to embody Berkeley in the 60s. Any person of like social activists, um, they, Berkeley welcomes people in that platform. He went to Cal Berkeley and he spent a lot of time, you know, talking about growth mindset and learning about it. So I actually want to unpack all of that because I get inspired by athletes and their approach to things. I played sports myself growing up. A lot of the discipline it requires to be an athlete is really what I apply to myself as, you know, an artist and entrepreneur as well. So I think there's going to be a lot of value for my artists that's happening into this piece specifically. They understood that their abilities could be developed. They had what I call a growth mindset. But let's break down what having a growth mindset means. And this is by Carol Dweck, who developed the theory around growth mindset. It's kind of been uh, bastardized a little bit in the corporate world. So I'm going to just read some thoughts that are directly from her. To briefly sum up the findings, individuals who believe their talents can be developed through hard work, good strategies, and input from others have a growth mindset. They tend to achieve more than those with a more fixed mindset, those who believe their talents are innate gifts. This is because they worry less about looking smart and they put more energy into learning. So this is also from Carol Dweck. She says, everyone is actually a mixture of fixed and growth mindsets, and that mixture continually evolves with experience. A pure growth mindset doesn't exist, which we have to acknowledge in order to attain the beliefs we seek. She also says, it's critical to reward not just effort, but learning and progress, 
and to emphasize the processes that yield these things, such as seeking help from others, trying new strategies, and capitalizing on setbacks to move forward efficiently. And again, a growth mindset is not just about praising and rewarding effort. It's really about being process-driven. On the organizational level, concrete policies have to be in place in order to constantly reinforce growth mindset values. So on an individual level, that means that you have to be really dedicated to the process and have systems. So a lot of the things that we're talking about in the part two interview, it really stems from this idea of growth mindset. And if you want to learn more about it, you can definitely check. Carol Dweck has some TED Talks on the topic. I think she's done multiple, so you should check those out for sure. All right, so plug number one. If you did get a lot of value from this conversation and you're listening on Spotify right now, I need you to do this. All right, so for my Spotify heads in particular, do this for me. Go to the app, go to the episode you're listening to, and then you're going to see three little dots at the bottom. You can click on that, hit that share button, and bow. You see that Instagram stories button? You can make an Instagram story promoting the episode. That way, you can put it in your story and let people know that you listen to the Screens Around podcast. Because again, that's how I spread this show. That's how I'm going to continue to do this show from support from people like you. If you like what you're hearing, that's one of the easiest ways to share via social. If you do that, definitely tag me at Jordan underscore Martins. You can also follow the account on Twitter at Screens Rhymes. And that's just an archive of a lot of the content. I do really cool recap videos of the show. Plug number two. So if you're from specifically Electra's audience or if you're an artist, if you're an artist listening to this, maybe you check the show out because you want to hear from Electra and her respect the artist crew. What I want to tell you about is my writing services. So if you're a fan of Mike Tony Design, he's an illustrator. We made a really dope book called Black Anime. You can go back to listen to episode one where we talk about how we produce the book. I work with artists interested in creating books interested in creating a bio or their website anything you want to do writing wise to advance your career you can hit me up and i can help you create a bio i've done that for plenty of artists we can do it for your grants we can do it for your website we can also do it if you're looking to create your first ever art book and that's what i did with mike tony and the black anime book sold super super well and again i did layout and design and writing with mike so if you're interested in any of those services you can hit me at jordan underscore martins Tap in with me. I'm more than willing to talk if you're looking to do that in the future. All right. So I'm super excited for this interview with Electra of Respect the Artist. It's super, super dope. We drop a lot of gems. I felt like we weren't even asking questions. It was me just dropping gems and her as well. We're just going back and forth. We're playing tennis and volleying gems back and forth between each other. So much value if you're an artist, creative if you want to grow with whatever you're doing, whether it's a hobby or a business, you should definitely tap into the segment. Let's get into this interview with the homie Electra. Let's go. But on the right, you have the students with the growth mindset, the idea that abilities can be developed. They engage deeply. Their brain is on fire. Yes, yes. Screens Arounds podcast, episode five. And I have a special guest in the building. Introduce yourself. My name is Electra, aka Dream, but of course for today we're gonna it's Electra. <laughs> and on Instagram, I'm known as uh, Dream Lab Art. Yes. I say in the building like we're in the same place. Obviously, everybody's living in this Zoom world. We're sharing the same right. physical <laughs> space on Zoom. Yes. yes. I say the same thing though. I say I say in the building. Yeah. I do when I'm interviewing someone. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's it's an old <laughs> habit. Okay, so, right? <laughs> right? Uh, so let's talk about interviewing right there. Let's talk about your role with artists. How did you start get involved with working with artists? Okay. Um, well, at first I was giving shout outs. Um, I knew, I kind of, I don't know, maybe on an energetic level, I just felt like <sighs> there's always a block of some sort in order for number one, an artist to get a shout out and number two, for someone to choose to give a shout out to an artist. So um, I had been off the radar with social media for uh, maybe about a year and a half. Then I decided to dive back into Instagram. So of course it was like fasting, you know, so I stepped away from it. And then all of a sudden it was like, 
this influx of all of this visual art that I hadn't engaged in in a long time. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to share their artwork. So I started off sharing it, just, you know, story posts and everything, which a lot of artists were a little suspicious because they've never received this kind of attention um, without feeling like there's something else to it, some hidden agenda. And while doing that, um, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of artists uh, started to gravitate, you know, and we're holding conversations in the DMs, things like that. And I'm just purely telling them, hey, I'm here to support, support, support. And I decided to go live one day. Um, I was extremely nervous because I had been off the radar for a while, you know, so I was like, oh, this looks like something kind of cool. Go live and see, you know, just see what this is all about. Well, the first time I decided to go live, an artist um, request to join. And I looked at the little request and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't like people don't request. Like, what is all this about? But I decided to add them. We had a great conversation and it just stayed with me. And I was thinking, you know what? I could do this more often, you know? So I asked that particular artist, hey, can we, can I interview you on another day? And then it just started spiraling. Couldn't get enough of it. And, and neither could the artist, apparently, you know? So, yeah. But what year was that? Because I feel like you were really early on the Instagram live <laughs> platform. Do you remember? Yes, it was um, November, November 2019, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I love the way that you carved out space on there. And it's funny, when quarantine started, that became the thing. Everybody, mm. I don't know if you remember, it's been like a year in quarantine. Yeah. Everybody yeah. was doing that platform. I was like, wow, yeah. you're really ahead of the curve with using it. And it's just funny across like, we were joking, like just setting up the video, like mm -hmm. ABC, Good Morning America. What are they doing? Everybody's <laughs> using these this platforms, the ways that right. they were using before. Yes. Yeah. Um, so talk about just how important it is to experiment with like new technology and new platforms. Um, stepping out of your comfort zone is is a powerful thing and i just use myself as an example when it came to the lives you know so i'm one that a lot of my friends and just people who know me uh they know i love technology but in when it came to something like going live i was kind of like a little leery about it um but it can be powerful especially if it goes all the way i feel like it goes all the way back on what someone is trying to accomplish if you really want to you know grow in your movement and evolve and whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, then you're going to find ways to utilize what's there. So if technology is, you know, going in a particular direction, you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Well, pull up that purpose, pull up the, you know, your, your greater mission and ask, okay, well, can I tie this in in order to accomplish that? Well, then I'm on it, you know? So it's, I feel like it's especially, hate to sound kind of general, but in the world today, like, I mean, endless possibilities. We've got to lean into some of the things that may not feel comfortable. And if and if it ain't your thing, then hire somebody who it is, you know, their thing, you know, but, yeah. but utilize it for sure. Yeah. So you work a lot with visual artists. I've experienced working with visual artists, uh, muralists, and mm. I love that you're pinpointing the confidence piece of it, right? Because... <sighs> When it comes, I don't know what it is about visual artists. Like, I, you know, I, I used to actually do performing arts. I know performing arts people. I know music people. The level of like something about visual artists, like you'll have the dopest visual artists, but not not everyone, but right. a lot of people do not carry themselves with that confidence. And I'm just like, if you're not confident with how you're presenting yourself or you see it at cons, right? Uh, shout out to mm -hmm. Mike Tony. We're at Anime NYC and a lot of, the sales that happen were just genuine conversations, right? There you go. You know, mm -hmm. Some of the struggles with visual artists and maybe why you, you think that is, like why they struggle with that? Why they do. I feel like <sighs> I've been diving a little bit into the psychology of, you know, like the right and left brain, uh, logical versus uh, creative and analytical versus imaginative and all of that. And I feel like they just lean so hard in, in the right brain world. You know, they lean so hard in creativity and imagination um, and they just can't seem to find the value of utilizing the logical, the analytical, a little bit of the linear, you know, I mean, we're kind of 
you know, society seems to be ruled by linear, but still find some value in that once again to accomplish whatever it is they want to. I'm really big and, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're bringing this topic up about confidence, but I'm big on confidence and I'm also big on finding out that goal or that purpose, because even if you are, you know, or you could be more confident in whatever, whatever you're doing, you know, whether you're an introvert or whatever that is, and you're just kind of to yourself. If you really have a message that you really want to put out there, you will, you will find a way to do it. That doesn't necessarily, again, it doesn't mean that you are the, the face of it, but you'll get help. You will find a way to make it happen. So sometimes when they lack a goal and they're lacking confidence, that's why a lot of artists just end up journaling the art, you know, they just, they just kind of do their thing and they don't talk about it or because, because they're lacking in both of those areas. Or I'll just say they could, you know, use improvement in both of those areas. And I tell artists all the time because, you know, you may have seen how I am on, on Instagram. I'm really excited to talk about it. And I tell them, I tell artists all the time because they DM me and talk about, oh, you're so awesome, this, that, and the other. But I tell them, my, the way I show excitement does not have to be the way you show excitement. You know, it's just about, you know, like you talked about the one and only Mike Tony. Hey, okay. He's so amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but you talked about like him having conversations. That's what it is. It's a passion. It's something he's confident. And that's how he, you know, talks about it. You ain't gotta be like me. You just have to be your, your own version of yourself and know your, your truths. And a lot of artists, Jordan, a lot of artists, feel like, I mean, when I look at the stats and the responses and the comments on my page, I get more of a reaction from how to price my art, like just that subject, as opposed to confidence, because a lot of artists think, hey, just give me the tips and tricks to sell it and I'll be good. No, it goes back to how you view what you do, you yes. know, like. Oh, yeah. let me. Yeah. So I ran an event called the Pop-Up Art Fair in Brooklyn, and I did it with teenage artists to like okay. early 20s, but they did like nice. four grand three hours and these are all like first time vendors, right? So I brought mm. Mike and for folks who are listening to this, if you didn't listen to episode one and two, you can hear my history with Mike Turney. been doing art and entrepreneurship for like, since, I don't know, the late 2000s, right? So oh my gosh, y'all are awesome. <laughs> Good gracious. Um, but I love all the points you talked about because that's how we designed our workshops. And it was, amazing working with a lot of like gen z folks because i find like gen z is particularly good at like branding themselves right um, and they think of themselves as brands but it's a lot of it is like to me just I, I remember specific moments amazing artists like amazing artists that can render realistic photorealistic off color oh. pencils but could not really price their work right oh it was, gosh. It was it was just like it, it was good like I, did, I designed the experience for them to experience that for the first time because they were younger mm, but a mm. lot of it what we focused on was sales psychology right but Ooh. the number one thing that we focused on was what is your story right because <sighs> you're talking about mission you're talking about purpose if you're just creating art and it's just in a vacuum and you're just doing it for a hashtag you're never really going to translate to the next level people don't know who you are as an artist and what you stand for yes. and that's why they like your art right I'm telling you, yeah. Woo, you're getting me wired up. Start flat <laughs> over here, my gosh. I mean, I just, I, I really love what, what you do with your platform because you really address the psychology part of it. And a lot of people don't understand that really your mindset, right? I, I, I do a lot of, lot of coaching, um, 20 teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, but we talk about growth mindset a lot, right? And Oof. basically, oh. if you are of the belief that the mind is infinite, that you have the constant potential to grow there's no limits for things that you can achieve That's and right. i don't know what it is i don't know if it's like you said things being linear and social media and things mm -hmm. being about you know results and metrics if that has people caught up but i find that a lot of people you know they, they just lack the confidence to you know to, to really push their message and and mm -hmm. what people don't understand is the message is and what you stand for is why people are into you I'm telling, oh, come on, drop, look, come I'm on. about to drop some fire emojis right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's so, it is beyond true. And I, as, as the leader of, of Respect the Artists and our community on our, on our app, we have conversations, we have our Zoom calls and things like that. And 
even before, you know, I had the app and all of that, any, I had a, the website. And so artists would join RTA and the point at that time was to promote their art on our page. So we have a place and space for them and everything like that. Whenever they were asked or I asked them, you know, you know, what is it about respect the artist? Like, why did you decide to join? They always said it was because of me. There's, there's this, that's what I'm saying. So I will have the conversations um, with, with our, you know, art fam, as we call them, you know, with our art fam. And I am trying to use myself as that example and say, you know what, you know, like respect the artist didn't, it isn't just something that just magically appeared. And then people, you know, looked at the logo and said, oh, maybe I'll join, you know, I mean, there, <laughs> there's a certain energy behind it. I stand in my truths with it and it's not for everybody. It's for some people. And I'm not trying to please and, you know, gain approval from everyone and their brother. It's like, no, this is what, what I stand for and go for it. Um, it's, it's something that's, it just has to come from within, you know, from each individual. Um, I guess just helping them see it differently and understand the possibilities is, something else that I try to do that we try to do like our, my team, I have two more people that help me and we try to do that um, the best way that we can. Yeah. So why do you find it so important to do this work? And you focus on a lot of black indigenous people of color. You're a woman yourself, black woman, mm -hmm. like talk about just what that means for you to be doing that and why it's important to do it within a community. I feel like it stems from just my own experience um, growing up uh, in the school system, uh, going to college and constantly seeing so many examples where art is, it's almost like we, we just as society, we know it's important, but we wanna slot it over here. We only wanna give it so much importance. Um, there's a lot more that I could, you know, expand on when it comes to, you know, like me, I'm, I'm black, Filipino, um, Spanish, and, you know, just having, just being a, you know, minority with uh, being a woman and all of that too, but it's hold up, just, hold up. I hate the word minority. Ahead. I probably, I, I might've used it. I don't you like are the majority, just, like globally. I hate when people say that. People, we, we, I did a fellowship and we talked about that. We got to like erase that language. But what we can we say minority. instead of that? I, like, I just, I just say it. That's why I was like by POC. It's like, there's no good way to, to the people of color. I don't know, bro. Right, I, I can just leave say, it there. I'm tired of minority. Okay. Where we uh, talking I, about growing the mindset. No, I'm color. playing. How about that? Just people of color, maybe? Yeah. You know? I don't know. I don't know. But go ahead. No, but I'm, I'm right I just there. I to put that in there. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I don't know if you just saw how it's kind of like minority, you know, like, ah, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just trying to get, you know, like get past the, you know, description, if you will. Um, but I, I do agree with you. But um, as far as uh, uh, the importance of doing what I do is because, um, again, we just kind of like society will slot a certain amount of importance to it. But at the same time, there's like a... An, overpowering energy that we are giving it you know like when artists say they're a starving artist or they say they're struck oh the struggle about you're you're feeding into the into the narrative so i've just seen so many in, in you know different examples and that's why my sister makes fun of me because i can come up with topics just like that because i see so many examples where where we are, or places and spaces where we need to heal that, you know, and, and change that narrative because part of like respect the artist is to change the narrative, but changing the narrative starts with each individual. They have to change that story for themselves and place high value and importance on what they're doing. So even though I see the importance, I see the value in what, you know, the creatives are coming up with their masterpieces. I can talk about it all day. I love when, when artists are messaging me or they send me a picture of what they're doing. Like, Hey, what do you think? What do you see? And then I tell them what I see and they're like, wow. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I mean, I mean, um, but I can't, I can't be there and try to see things for someone else. You have to see yeah. it that way. Um, so I hope I didn't, you know, uh, stray too far from, no, from the importance of what, of what we're trying to put out there, but just a yeah. mix of thoughts and, and feelings and emotions. And it just adds 
it just, that's the charge, you know, that's respect the artist. That's what it's about is, is really placing a higher value on the creative and encouraging them to see it. Just, ugh. I'm gonna go real big picture for a second, but if we think Let's about go. society, tech, all these things, look at mm -hmm. like Instagram as a platform, visual platform. A lot of our technology has moved towards like visual media is like everything. It's how we communicate. That's why Instagram is so global, right? This is big uh -huh. picture stuff. But you're right that, you know, a lot of the powers in the technology companies and, and not like the user, I feel like now, and I opened the segment, the solo segment talking about NFTs or non-fungible tokens. I feel like we're entering in the technology and the blockchain into an era where artist empowerment and direct to consumer. And, you know, we're going to be promoting this on Instagram. We use social media mm -hmm. as a tool, right? Mm -hmm. But ultimately we're entering in a, a phase where if people know how to tap into their audience, if people really dig your story, you can create a whole economy around your art and your community, right? I mean, I, I know you know that, but yes. like, artists, I, I don't think they understand the power that they have. And that's that's the craziest part, working with artists for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness, that was big picture. Yeah, right there. Well, you yeah I study sociology. I love, that's the stuff that I like to read in my own time about like, technological movements and mm. i'm a nerd um so it's yeah i, I just want to I'm, I'm thinking about my own space and mm -hmm. um i have this, this is my own office space where i record from and i was having a meeting with my brother whatever production meeting he's my intern and he helps me produce some of these things keeping right. but uh I, I it was like a mess that day when i was talking to him and he's like yeah most artists are messy it's fine i'm like no 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 that's like not an excuse. Like a lot of stuff, artists don't be doing their taxes, don't know about their finances, don't know a lot of things. You can't be using Come that on. artist, starving artist excuse. Nah, this is, <laughs> I, I just hate like, or, you know, in the music industry, people will show up like drunk or high to, to do certain things. It's like, you have to, a lot of things get pegged under, oh, well, I'm an artist, right? It's like, you like if this is your career, if this is your passion, if you want to do this for a lifetime, you got to treat it like a career. Come on. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I feel like I'm just rambling. We're just doing therapy of, no. of dealing with artists right now, but it's just I, so many things. Look, I'm right there. I, I get it. And, you know, all I can say is that I talk about a lot of these these things um, in our in our community. And I have two forums every month. Um, so it is it's consistent. You know, having having a group discussion is is consistent. And there's no excuse. I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, if you want, now this is so, this is why it's so important for an, an artist to know what it is that they want. I don't care if it's, you know, 20 Chanel bags and a private jet, or if you just want to journal your art away. I'm here for it all day, every day. But if you want, if you say you want to uh, just journal your artwork, and then you mad because you haven't sold anything in a month. Well, then you need to work toward that goal, not the journaling, you know? So I, I totally get it when artists kind of ride this, this thing where they could have excuses for certain things. You just talked about taxes. This is what I'm saying when it comes to the linear world. Like some of my artists, I love them, but they, they're hanging out in imaginary world more than they are in the real world as far as things we need to actually do. To, you know, make sure your, your rent's paid, okay? Like, you know, make sure your car, car note's paid. Like, just some of the basic things that you need to take care of. And if you want to truly see your art as a business, then when when I'm willing to pay an artist, which I have, I have come across this too many times to count, because I want to, I want to pay, I want to support artists that are just starting and all of this. But if if I say, tag yourself in a photo, if you want me to buy your art, like it is blunt, okay? They tag themselves. I go to their page. I'm interested in the art and I ask them, how can I buy your work? Because I don't see any way that I can buy it. And then they tell me, I'm not doing any commissions right now. I'm not selling it. Then why did you tag me? This is, mm -hmm. this is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's the basic thing. Like, yeah. how can you grow with your creativity as a business if you are not actually handling it like a business? Yeah. And then, you know, they get offended if someone says it's a hobby. I so mean, honey, are you carrying it out like a yeah. hobby? You know, like, yeah. what, what is it? 
it takes time to build. Like I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say oh, that. Absolutely. Like, like I've been doing freelance work for like over 10 years. I went full-time freelance like the end of last year. Right. So That's I'm right. not saying that, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint, you know, like, like that's, that's my only like qualm. I think I, I like, I worked, I sound like the old guy now. Cause I've worked with a lot of Gen Z <laughs> artists, but just, just to give you a background. I, I haven't really talked about this anywhere, but I've gotten a lot of like teenage artists, black and brown youth from New York city into some of the best art schools in the country. Like Cooper union <sighs> makes up like 300 art students period. I edited portfolios, have them put together, and I got oh like, my two young black women from New York City into Cooper Union, SAIC in Chicago. Like, like I, I know, I know my shit. So, like, I spend a lot of time oh. just, just really, just trying to like build confidence, build resilience, mm. and it, I, that's why I love working with young people and and even people in their early twenties because they're still learning in their journey. That's but right. I just, you know, it's it's hard, right? It's not, it's, it's not going to happen overnight. And, you know, like, that's why I love your platform. And so I really wanted mm-hmm. to have you on because I, I think it's important that we're learning as a community, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, digitally, it can be tough to connect or whatever. So it's great that you have a platform where people right. can really share information. And that's I'm what I'm about. Them. I just always try and share the codes, right? So like, um, I'm going to talk from like the fashion perspective and different experiences I have. I'm not going to name names, but like Mm -hmm. in in fashion and music, sometimes people can be quick to like kind of steal from each other rather than share. But like a high tide uh, rises all ships. Right. So if we think like that and we don't think about like competition, we're able to really like grow as a community. Oh my gosh, I'm just very overwhelmed right now because you dropped (laughs) a massive amount of gems. And then you said several things I wanted to respond to, but then you dropped more gems. And I was like, I lost track of which gem (laughs) I was trying to respond to, Jordan. Good gracious. But first of all, I do, I definitely want to applaud you for your, you know, your mentoring, your helping, and especially the, the two young ladies you spoke of that you helped put their portfolios together. That is, that's serious business, you know? And so you didn't just start yesterday. And as you had mentioned, it's a marathon. This is why it's so important to believe in what you're doing. You know, just because I started to go live, you know, relatively recently, you know, a year and some change ago, I didn't just start yesterday when it comes to creativity, when it comes to being an artist. Like I had a lot of, you know, moments where I started up my business and then it kind of, it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. Then I dropped it. This, these are lessons that I've learned, you know? So it's not, you know, some, some people who don't know who I am say to go to my platform, go back a few and they're like, oh, I guess you just started. It's no. Okay. That's even curation, maybe curation. Even, <laughs> right. So even though it seems like it on that particular platform, you know, we'll say Instagram, um, it seems like it, you know, the passion has been there forever. So to at least have that light still in my, you know, in my energy field, in my mind, in my being, and just say, you know what, man, like I can't seem to get away from art, but what is it? And just, just, you know, give love where you can to it, but it's a marathon, you know, it, it, it just is the, yeah. the, the amount of <laughs> the amount of activity that, that has, you know, I've received or my pages, both, both our pages, RTA's page and, and my page, female out art the response that we've received has come from the consistency. It's come from the passion. It's not, again, it's not just because it seems cool. It comes from a life of experiences and conversations and failures, which essentially have been lessons. And mm-hmm. so you you have to believe in what you're doing. Exactly. So, so and a lot of people, because, you know, I've, some some people will say it's only a certain, you know, generation or an age range. But there are a lot of artists that just want that overnight success. They just want something to pop off. Like, just read this. Will someone with a million plus people just repost my work, please? Yeah. And then what's that going to do for you? Like, I mean, I mean I'm going to just I'm gonna talk about, <laughs> you know, uh, Mike Tony. Remember, we, we talk a lot just about growth and things like that. But. Chris Brown posted him, but he didn't like tag him. You know what I'm saying? So even if you yes. get that tag, if you're not ready and prepared to what goes for it, like, so I'm gonna I'm drop two more gems. I know we've been dropping a lot. Come but, on, let's uh, go. Big John told me when I interviewed him, like, it always stuck mm. with me. 
luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Cause I was asking about how he like met Kanye and went up to rap to Kanye. He's like, yeah, I was, I have bars. If, if like I went up to him and I met him, but I was ready because you know, people are like, oh, you lucky you got to sign a Kanye. He was like, nah, I was prepared, right? I was building relationships to be at the radio station. So that's that. And the other one is this shout out to Demetrius Felder. He's a very prolific muralist in New York City. He's probably done over a hundred murals across New York. Oh my God. Yeah, he works with a lot of young people as well. And he was talking about the idea of artwork, right? So when he, like, especially with young people, they're like, yeah, I just want myself to pop, whatever. He's like, artwork, artwork break that down. There's two words. What, what's the first one? Art. What's the second one? Work. It, it is it's a, a career right like like people 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 are like oh yeah i'm gonna work when i'm inspired now nah, like you have to like be regimented to grow it doesn't happen overnight like I, I don't know what it is about our culture right now but i feel like a lot of people just are more so focused on like you know being an influencer or whatever else mm-hmm. like it has to be about the work and that's why you know uh, that's right uh, uh, me and Mike Tony, we 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 get along so much. Our birthdays are like a day apart. That's like my brother, and we've always been about <laughs> consistency. That's and, right. And just 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 growth that makes sense, right? Like you mm-hmm. can you, there's hacks, there's there's tricks you can do. We can teach your algorithm algorithmic tracks, uh, and right. algorithm hacks, whatever. But like, right. there's no you you gotta be you gotta draw every day, you know, and, and or mm-hmm. if you're a visual artist, right? You can't you can't be great. exactly. Just, just sometimes consistency is so what i'm what i'm finding because i i'm i'm seeing the responses on ig that's where i get a lot a lot more activity more activity than than our community but what i find is that people will agree now i'm not gonna i'm not here to say anything beyond this because i've been there before but people will agree with what you're saying but they go do something else they're like yo consistency oh (laughs) dropping dropping hundred emojis like yo that's right but you're not consistent like you have to really like the light bulb's got to click and for for me it clicked it clicked hard like back in 2017 it clicked and i was like oh my god like what have i been doing with my time like really yeah and even back in 2017 someone might have seen all the things that i accomplished and say oh she seems like she's good right but i wasn't exactly where i wanted to be and that's that's the difference you know so um I, I love using the physical example because sometimes that that clicks for some people. But I say, you know, you don't, you know, you don't just go to the gym, do a couple sit-ups and think you're gonna get a six-pack. <laughs> exactly. Then why do you think, oh, I'm gonna create this one drawing right here and you know, I'll just get big mad when someone doesn't drop a couple hundred dollars for me? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like it, so, you know, it takes consistency. You have yep. to believe in what you're doing, but that light bulb's gotta go, you know, it's got to turn on. And that's, I, I feel like that's the biggest difference is making the decision to change. You see you're doing some kind of pattern, whatever it is, but that pattern ain't getting nowhere. Well, then it's time to try something different and make the decision, stay consistent. Like, that's it. But but I, I've also learned that you can be consistent and start moving in a direction and it may change. Okay, so example, this this goes back to actually having a goal in mind. Okay, I think that I'm going to get, we'll just use New York, right? Mm-hmm. I think that I'm going to go to New York by, you know, via plane. Okay, but then I go to the airport. There's all kinds of, you know, issues with, you know, me getting on the plane, da da da, da. But I, But I know that I still need to get to New York. Okay, now you change your mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. And it might take longer, you know, if you go, you know, take the scenic route, okay? <laughs> but you, at least you know the place you're trying to get to. But but don't say you know I want um I want to travel okay well where you want to go I don't know I'll see you then what are what are we yeah. saying <laughs> you know I'm big on like speak it into existence and Come like on. but you got you got to have a plan you know like uh, mm-hmm. and I'm 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 gonna stop it, giving all these idioms no but it's 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 so true it's so true I yeah. mean some having to do with a plan oh, that's a big one too yeah. because some people. And I know some, and so I'm, I'm like, it's, it's like an instinct. I just want to say their names, okay? But <laughs> we're not gonna be that spicy, all right? Some, you know, <laughs> some people 
live again in that kind of free flowing state where they're like, why put a plan together? Because, you know, things change and all this. Okay. But you need to have something to start with. Stick to that. And if something does change, like the example of traveling, will then adapt to adapt to the change. But don't just think, well, I don't want to, you know, like um, I encourage artists to write things down. I did not write things down. I didn't write a plan. I didn't write what I wanted to accomplish. And where did that get me? Not, not very far. So I leaned into, you know, the only reason I didn't want to write is because I told myself writing isn't what I do. Okay, well, now we're going to change the story. We're going mm-hmm. to try writing things down. We're going to try using a planner. We're going to try to be more consistent. Yep. And of course, trying is doing. So then it became more of a habit. So I changed the narrative, you know, mm-hmm. so but writing things down, that can be powerful. Crack open yep. a book, do some reading. Yep. You don't know how to market your stuff. Start mm-hmm. looking on YouTube, start educating gotcha. yourself with the free stuff. Then when yep. you're ready to upgrade, um, get some help, you know, mm-hmm. save some dollars, save some coins. Invest in yourself. Yep. Invest yeah. in yourself. I mean, YouTube, YouTube is such a resource. Like I, uh, even for myself, like we're production, you mm-hmm. know, like, uh, Photoshop and Creative Suite changes every year now. So it's like, oh, just hop on YouTube. You can learn it in like 10 minutes. Visual That's examples. right. Like, That's right. It's, it's so much is, all the information is there. If people just know where to look. And a lot, you know, like we're younger folks, like I get it. Like they were kind of, a lot of Gen Z folks were, they like, they don't know a world before Google. But if you're like yeah. in your at least mid to late 20s, you remember a world where like, encyclopedias exist i'm not saying you, you got to go that deep but like right. a, a lot of stuff that we do working with young artists is we expose them to like traditional research experiences so i, I brought uh. young people to interference archive right and on my last pod i talked about um basically the black panther party and we could go through and look at protests signed right. from the black panther party and newspapers but the black panther party ultimately just use media and messages and posters to spread mm. the message right so we expose young people to that and like okay i'm not that. saying online research is like of course we all start online right but if you're really really into your craft buy some books for that like um, <laughs> i have it somewhere here but like mike tony i shared with them one of my favorite bookstores in la it's called the last bookstore you can find a lot of i have a bunch mm. of art books behind me but i found a book of like african symbols uh of just like mask and cultures and i just gave it to mike tony and he just like flipped through he's like oh yeah i know about this, 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 this. Oh my god! If you're really about your craft, you're learning about it constantly, right? Oh. And that's that's why you said it's a mission, right? So if you if you don't right. look at it like, yo, this is something I want to do every day, then maybe you want to do something else. Like, no, no disrespect, mm-hmm. right? But if you yeah, if you really right. want to make it a career, then you gotta like be constantly hungry to learn, and you gotta call you, you like some of them like most brilliant like artists I've met intergenerational. They're always learning. That's the the number one thing, right? Like, yes, it's. It's yes. not, you're not mm-hmm. like, uh, you can't go to, you can go to art school and even that can be like mixed results. But like, you Sorry. know, if you're, if you go get your PhD, um, you know, if you become a doctor, if you be, you can get your MBA and those are linear paths, but the, the art path is like very, very far from linear. So people have to be very comfortable with learning every day and adapting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm right there with you. And I, I always say, you know, when the when the student is ready, the teacher, and this is actually a quote pulled from somewhere. I, I don't remember where though, <laughs> but when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. When the student is really ready, the teacher will disappear. And I'm right there with you as far as being a lifelong student, always learning. I, I, I have the gift of, I don't even like to say it, but I'll just get to the point, but the gift of gab, to be able yeah, to talk, do. to be able to get in front of an audience. I feel more comfortable in front of an audience than sitting in the crowd. Like that just feels weird to me. I always look at the stage like, I gotta be over there, you know? Um, however, uh, recently, and we'll, we'll talk about YouTube. It just came to me and I was thinking, you know what? Hmm, maybe I could just search, you know, how to be a better listener how to be a better speaker. And I might pull a tip or something that I hadn't even thought about in a while because because I'm so comfortable, you know, engaging in this way, but maybe I can learn something. Like it could be something so subtle. And of course, of course I pulled the tip and I was thinking, oh, that's great. I'll have to remember that, you know, that, oh, that's a better way to engage the audience when you're talking with them. And um, you were talking about books, crack open a book, right? Um, 
I was having a conversation with with one of our members um, about like going to Barnes Noble, you know, and, and she's into acrylic pouring and uh, just wanted she wanted to learn more about colors in general. And so she was a little concerned. She's like, you know, I don't know if I have enough money to go buy books. I was like, well, what is there a public library? you know, around you, like, yo, like, yo, free, we yo, free. stop it, girl. Like, we are not stopping because of that. It's $2 membership. Okay. Yeah. There's book clubs. You could do swaps. You know, honestly, you know, we should be paying for our books. I got a book coming out probably the end of this year. Pay for my what? book. But you could also, you know, PDFs. You could find them right. online. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Work, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff, man. It's, 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 but you got to want that, you know, you have to, it, it, it comes from within, you know, you got to have the desire to evolve to um, even, you know, I may not, a lot of artists want to know what I do. They're like, oh, you're an artist. Oh my God. Like, we want to see your work. Oh my God, this is my work. Like, this is what I was called to do. Like, mm -hmm. no doubt, because I have so much fun doing it. But besides that, I still dabble in my own creativity. It doesn't matter if I'm you know, like a, one of um one of our members, I got a coloring about a coloring book. It doesn't matter if I dedicate 10 minutes to just doing some coloring or if I have, which I do have my own projects, some creative projects, but you know, I'm not worried about, oh, you know, I got to put it out there just yet in time. If that's something I want to share, then fine. But it, it keeps my hands, you know, fresh, you know, it keeps my hands fresh and engaging in creativity um, because I mean, it's just a part of me but I still love to evolve in different ways. I love to try different things. I like to, you know, it could be looking up a new way to cook tofu or it could be dancing. All of these things help in, it's constantly engaging in creativity, constantly, um, you know, at least yeah. I see cooking as creativity too. Staying in that, in that energy of creativity. Yeah. um but it's you gotta you gotta you gotta want it yeah it's a practice folks, right yeah. like creative practice mm -hmm. folks yeah the last thing i want to say is like the importance of just kind of putting stuff out sometimes especially when you're just starting out <laughs> so you were talking about like you know development and becoming better i remember when i was like an early uh interview i was i was i had more experience like on the page i had more experience just on the phone in a recording studio because i started doing college radio so my first time doing a video interview with an artist, I had like, you know, this is old school. This is like, oh, eight. I, was, I didn't know what I, well, <laughs> it, it, to me, it was just like, I just wanted to get my content out. So I have my little flip cam. I don't even know if you remember what those are. Oh, and I was interviewing yeah. artists backstage, but really a lot of the feedback that I got, right. I was getting it onto blogs and I was reading comments. Right. And if oh. they said, oh, um, mm. this was kind of whack or like, I mean, that only happened like once or twice. My, my shit is dope. I'm just, I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> you know, like when people give feedback, right? And yeah. value that feedback. That's we live the comment section is on every platform that we have, right? You you can learn by doing smaller things. And if you make mistakes there, you're tighter for the next time, right? So right. And, and, like not everybody's a troll online either. So I responded to some of those. I was like, oh, you know what? Thank you. That's great. It was like, oh, it was something like there was a lot of ums or something. I was like, you know what? That's great feedback. And I incorporated <laughs> that in the future. Right. And, 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 and the person I responded to them and they were like, oh, you know, like they were humble about it. Right. Like mm -hmm. I don't, we have this fear of, of wanting to be perfect. And I, I can be that way sometimes too. Right. Like a perfectionist, but just putting things out and just having a lot of, you know, little experiments, giving yourself room to grow. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, like that's right. That's, that's something some, I, I agree with you. Um, creatives are uh some some creatives tend to be very shy about sharing their work um comparing their work to you know with somebody who has been more consistent for maybe 15 years is doing you know um but to be to to be open first of all to believe that not everyone's going to be a troll you know you you can post your work you know <laughs> and um and just break through that idea of judgment. Um, and I, I love to say that, of course, you know, with RTA, we, we don't do that within our community, but still being open to feedback is, is important. It is important. You know, um, some people might see what I'm doing and they may believe that I don't, I haven't gotten any feedback. Uh, I've gotten plenty of feedback. Like <laughs> my, my, my team is, they're, they're, 
they're pretty vocal and they'll just say, hey, you know, like, why'd you ask the question like that? Or, you know, you kind of ask like a double question. I was like, what's a double question? You see, <laughs> see, I'm still traumatized, right? This was like a year ago. I was like, Listen, no, I got the gift of gab. It just comes natural. Leave me yeah. alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no explain to me like what is this uh but still making it a conversation and no matter how that turns out it will still you know it'll be in my mind like hmm, maybe i can ask a better way or do something better in in the midst of things so um yeah judgment i feel like the judgment is linked in ways to introverts too you know um <laughs> basically uh i i compare it and i this is what i've said on on a live a live before but i compare it to being nervous about asking someone on a date or something yeah. right so you want to do it but you have created a whole story as to why you shouldn't therefore mm -hmm. you won't you won't you'll never know you just you know say okay well they're lost you didn't even, like, <laughs> you didn't even talk to them like how, how you know how shoot your shot shoot your shot <laughs> exactly so yeah. so yeah yeah i get it but to be open to to the feedback and not look at it like people are just trying to come after you or you know shut your dream shut all your dreams down um sometimes it's just not that deep yes agreed so this is yes. so many gems that you share with me here on the pod Oh, I appreciate that. Link with you and get all the gems from your platform. How do they get in touch with you? How do they learn more about Respect the Artists? Well, um, go to Respect the Artists, and that's plural, Respect the Artists, all smushed together.com. So, respecttheartist.com. Um, or you can find me on Instagram at Dream Aloud Art, all one word smushed together, too. Um, but, um, if you do go to Instagram, then, you know, send me a message, you know, connect with me. I'm, ain't nobody flood my inboxes like that, you know? So a lot of people create that story in their mind, but I, I truly embrace when artists connect or just people interested in our platform when they connect and, and start a conversation. But yes. Yeah. And Hello. if, you know, you're feeling froggy, click the link at the bio on IG, because that's where you can find out about our app. And our mm -hmm. app is, is, a protected community for the artists. Yes, it's important to have that curation. So pull up, respect the artists, you, you yes. know the platform, you know the name, you've seen the face on the interviews. I wanna thank you for pulling up today for this interview, it was really fun. We thank both so have much. this is Gab, because it's our first time meeting, <laughs> but it felt like natural, we were just, we've done this before it's not our first rodeo. i know and i want to thank you for all of your gems too i love yeah. this kind of conversation absolutely i feel like i have grown a couple inches taller and i'm five uh. two you know? so that's <laughs> that's big i need those couple of inches thank you so much jordan i really do appreciate no it no problem thank thanks for coming on all right before we wrap things up i also want to give a couple quick hits about the falcon and the winter soldier Episode one just came out. I'm, I'm going to try and give some non-spoilery takes, all right? I'm a big fan so far, but it's interesting because even in those episodes, the Sam Wilson character is dealing with the idea of imposter syndrome, something we sort of talked about in our conversation. Definitely everyone who's not a straight white male who doesn't fit into that category has probably dealt with imposter syndrome at one point at one time. Just, you know, society kind of reinforces that, you know, maybe if you look a certain way, if you're a little different maybe you shouldn't be in a certain place, right? So I found it was interesting in the episode that the Sam Wilson character gave back the shields, did not feel comfortable fully taking the mantle of Captain America. And it's a conversation that he has with another character that was really great. I just love the tone of the first episode. I think that Winter Soldier was one of the best films in the MCU. It might be the best. Like, honestly, it reminded me of The Raid or action movies that I really like, like the close quarters combat that I enjoy. It really felt like a comic book. So I love that this basically picks up where that left off. I love that for the Sarah Wilson character, his sister, they casted a dark skin black woman that you don't always see, you know, in, in television or media representation. So they casted the wonderful Ade Pero Oduye, who is of Nigerian descent. She's been in movies like 12 Years a Slave, The Big Short and Widows. So I thought that was cool that she was in there, and I kind of like their dynamic a lot. There's allusions to issues that Black people have experiencing with discrimination at the bank, or they were hinting at that, right, with the process of difficulty of getting loans. 
I love that they kind of showed that part of it. And then also that the Sam Wilson character is kind of dealing with survivor's guilt in that, in that he achieved a level of success, you know, but his family is struggling. So it, it's kind of cool that they decided to incorporate those type of elements. I also loved that they included a few, few lines or, or moments that was accurate to the culture. You know what I mean? Like I was a big fan that uh, <laughs> I joked that the series was goaded off the fact that Sam Wilson said, I don't play with these white folks. And he also says, I'm just trying to get like you. He had that moment, you know, where if you're black, you know what we're talking about, specifically black men. We say that to each other all the time. Um, but the fact that they got that off in a Disney platform, I'm a big fan. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Mackie wins an NAACP image award for his portrayal. I think it's he's doing an excellent, excellent job. Um, he's, he's solid overall. I, I thought... That Black Mirror episode that he had was one of the more interesting ones as well. So I'm glad to see him getting his flowers and out here flourishing. His cut in some of the films was not flourishing. So I like to see that they they, they got a good barber with that Disney Plus subscription bag. You know what I'm saying? My man is looking fresh. So I want to close out and just talk about some of the hate crimes that are happening against Asian Americans in this country. Violence has been up against... Asian Americans about 150%. A lot of women are experiencing these issues. And obviously there's an incident where a white domestic terrorist, people aren't labeling him that because we coddle white men in this country when they, you know, kill people. Basically a white male went in and killed eight Asian women in Atlanta. And, you know, the whole conversation really derailed in so many different directions to the point where there was an NBC News article that was saying what can black people do for Asian people during this time. And there's a little bit of debates on on Twitter and Clubhouse and other platforms where people going at each other. I want to give a good shout out to my homie, Jakey Cho. I was actually in a room with him the night of the news broke and we were in there, I think, till like four in the morning. I have a very diverse group of friends all the homies are immigrants on my squad it's like the un i've had the privilege of having really dope cultural exchanges i've traveled to japan and i have very close friends and important people in my life of asian descent so i don't really have these issues i was standing in solidarity and you know i've, I've helped on the new york city level for sure uh people of asian background with with their art careers and, and helping them achieve their dreams and giving them employment opportunities like i'm all about you know, helping anybody who, who really needs it, particularly all people of color, all people of any marginalized background. I'm always about uplifting other people and particularly folks of marginalized backgrounds. I'm always about doing that. That's one of the missions of what I do. I, w I really want to sit with the idea that the onus is on Asian people or black people to go and fix a lot of the problems that are happening in this country. Yes, we need to be on the ground we need to be organizing we need to be raising awareness but the real 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 issue is this white supremacy culture right the fact that we don't talk about white domestic terrorism the fact that it's been on the rise and one of the most dangerous things since the 2000s and it's swept under the rug and the mainstream media would rather sit there and talk about how this guy had a sex addiction rather than it was a hate crime it is crazy like it's so frustrating to see over and over and over again where we victim blame especially when it's a white male, they humanize the hell out of whoever, but let it be somebody else, particularly a black person, and they're going to say he, he wasn't no angel, right? That This shit is it's ridiculous. The whole idea of the model minority with Asian folks is to put them on a quote-unquote pedestal, particularly East Asian descent, where basically pits them against black and brown people. Really, our main issue is white supremacy, right? That That's been the thing for hundreds of years that's really really the issue and if you go back and listen to episode four where i'm talking about fred hampton and the panthers and a lot of his platform was around unity and later in the conversation we talk about how malcolm x and the civil rights movement was a global movement dealing with globally oppressed people and people who were fighting against u.s imperialism right like this struggle black activists and asian politicians and activists have been linking up for generations. We don't have generational beef. That's some of the conversation I was having in that clubhouse room. In more recent years, yes, because of capitalism, because of uh, China's presence in Africa and other places, there's there's 
complications and that's a whole nother podcast but historically we don't have beef really it's the idea of white supremacy being the main issue and when we start finger pointing at each other and saying oh well why do black people have to do anything or asian people are saying oh well we showed up for you you guys got to show up for us like really like when we're pointing fingers at each other that's what that's how quote unquote the man wins right like we really need to be talking about dismantling this idea of white supremacy and those gun laws we already know needs to be changed so yes stop asian hate right like that's that's the surface level but it's 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 a lot deeper than that and i don't want to oversimplify too much this is such a lengthy conversation i've had hours of conversation around this with some of my asian friends i just want to say to my audience like class solidarity is the most important thing when we really get caught up on racial lines is where we have issues but the idea of white supremacy is the most dangerous thing but yeah go back and listen to episode four where i go in depth about that and and talk about the teachings of fred hampton and the black panther party yes thank you for checking out the podcast appreciate you for tapping in with me if you like what you heard make sure you subscribe on your platform of choice or follow on spotify you can rate and review on apple podcasts at jordan underscore martins signing off hit us on twitter at screens rhymes And from my screen to yours, this is Jordan Martins. Peace. They engage deeply. They learn from it. Some of them reacted in a shockingly positive way.